there he is. And there they are. And we're back with another episode of the Fantasy Flock. It's your boy, the Fantasy Doctor, a.k.a. Capital Theory, Seth Kaplan, your boy. Fantasy Doctor in the house. This is Carge in Charge. You know Steve Carges. We're here to bring you another action-packed episode of the Fantasy Flock. It's Flock Talk. And you know, something interesting that I want to bring up today is follow us on Instagram. We are now live on Instagram, at Fantasy Flock. We have great pictures of the two of us. You will see just how good looking we are. And what's the username? I didn't catch the username. The username is at Fantasy Flock. Fantasy Flock, that's right. We're building our online presence and hoping you'll join us. Follow the flock. Follow the flock. Birds of a feather do flock together. What's going on today, Steve? Not too much. Uh, just, you know, enjoying, enjoying a nice day of work, gearing up for the Halloween, Halloween season. And uh, I can't believe that week six is already here. I know, I'm really getting excited to steal candy, smash pumpkins, frighten kids. It's uh, it's the time of the year. Falcons-Saints tonight, interesting game. Uh, Thursday night, divisional game. The Falcons look unstoppable. The Saints, you know, the Saints just don't look good this year, but it's a divisional game. I, I smell an upset tonight. Ooh, that's a stanky upset. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if the undefeated Falcons do go down. What's your score prediction? What do you what do you uh, anticipate is going to happen in this game? Well, let me just remind the, the viewers and the listeners that I did predict that Kansas City would lose last week. And Kansas City lost last week. That was my stanky little upset of the week. Tonight, I'm going to make another little stanky upset of the week. And I'm going to say in a crazy, crazy uh, game, it's going to be 27-24 New Orleans tonight. Wow, I'm going to hold you to that one. Uh, I, I can't disagree. I mean, uh, this is what I call the contrarian week for those of you who read the Survivor article. And I think a lot of what we think is going to happen is going to be the exact opposite. Yeah, um, and this is one of those games for Survivor. There could be a lot of people on the Falcons this week. And this is really where you could make some equity on a Thursday night and feel really, really good heading into Sunday. Stay off of this game both ways. Yeah, so for DFS, you know, who, who are you targeting tonight? Who are you fading? I think there's a little need for Schneed going on here. And I think that the Falcons... Hey, Schneed! <laughs> ah, there they are. And, uh, you know, I think Brandon Cooks actually has a big game tonight as well. I like both receivers there in New Orleans. I think Drew Brees has a really good game tonight. The Falcons have not been good against the pass. And another player uh, to look out for tonight, obviously, is uh, Devontae Freeman. He's got a really, really good matchup. And Julio Jones is going to play tonight, so I think you, you got to roll him out. Yeah, yeah. For DFS, the one guy that I am fading is Julio Jones. Just out of concerns with that hamstring injury, it's a guy that I probably won't be starting this week. Absolutely. Only for DFS, but listen, for your regular fantasy lineups, he has to be in there. He's still a top him. receiver. Got to play him on your regular lineups. And I agree with Seth's assessment. We want to see Willie Sneed in your lineups. We want to see... Brandon Cooks, and a guy that I really like on the Falcons side of the ball is Jacob Tammy, who had 10 targets last week and caught eight balls. Uh, I anticipate he has a big game with all the injuries to the Atlanta Falcons wide receivers and the disappearance of Roddy White. Uh, Hankerson still dealing with some sore ribs, as I just mentioned, Julio Jones dealing with that hamstring. So this really opens the floodgates for a guy like Jacob Tammy. Yeah, Julio Jones is dealing with the hammy, and I think Matt Ryan will be dealing with some Tammy tonight, and I think that that's a great pick. Um, he's really coming into his own, sure-handed, a guy that Matt Ryan could trust, and he's going to c- continue to get targets. 
Yes, he will. And uh, on to other things. Let's talk about some of the latest news and updates. And we're going to start with Buffalo Bills today. Did you say the Bills? The Buffalo Jills. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for correcting me. That's what we call the Rochester Roll, boy. Oh, if you could only see me right now, my, my face is beet red and I'm just hanging my head in shame. But your blood is still blue on the inside, like my LaShawn McCoy jersey will be at the end of the year. Shame. Shame. Yeah, you pretty much already won that jersey from me as he hasn't even really... He's done nothing for fantasy. The only thing that could have made the end of Game of Thrones better during that shame shame scene is if they superimpose her face on your naked body. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if you wanted to see Six Pound Soft walking around, I understand. A lot of people would really, really, really enjoy seeing my... I was thinking more Six Pac Shakur. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm Buff Steve. Call me Buff Steve for now. I'll call you Buff Bagwell. All right. So last week, Seth brought out the tissues. This week, we're talking Buffalo Jills. So LaShawn McCoy, he's expected to play this weekend. Uh, actually, really surprised about this. So we thought that LaShawn McCoy earlier in the week was going to be out three to four weeks. And he previously played on an injured hamstring. And now uh, I'm not so sure that is fully healed. So I'm really concerned about him playing on this game with kind of a beat up hamstring as he can make that injury even worse. This is a situation where if you are a Buffalo Bills running back owner, it's not it's not a good it's not a good vibe. Um, no matter wh- which way you go, those types of injuries with the hammy, LaShawn McCoy is dealing with as a running back, it's very, very risky to roll him out. Yeah, and Carlos Williams, he's still undergoing concussion protocol. He did not practice today. Friday, tomorrow is going to be a big day to see if he's going to play on Sunday. And now if he does play, you know, I'd just say, oh, let's throw him in our lineups. Let's go. But with the news that LaShawn McCoy might play, well, I'm a little bit hesitant. I I mean, do I start this guy or do I start McCoy? And then, you know, like, what does this do to Booby Dixon? I mean, is he completely is he completely just done? I mean, Booby Dixon got you what, like three, four points last week in a PPR. Like he was kind of already a boob, and he, he got you a blue, a blue pair of marbles. From what I saw, actually, uh, Daniel Heron looked like the guy over there. Yeah, Dan Heron could be a sneaky DFS play, but he's not a guy that I roll out with in in, in my leagues. I re- I'm really hesitant to play any Buffalo Bills running back. And let's not forget they're playing against the Bengals this week. This is a really stout defense. Yeah, their defense is really good, and Tyrod Taylor, who was limited to practice on Wednesday, he actually continued to practice, continued through practice today. But I expect EJ Manuel to actually start in this game. I would feel really, really confident about EJ Manuel starting in this game. Um, but here's the thing: Rex Ryan is the coach, and you just don't know. Craziness does happen when Rex Ryan is there. It'll be a game-time decision, and I think that if Tyrod Taylor... Roll, uh, they're supposed to announce it tomorrow on Twitter, but if, if 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 he rolls out there, if Tyrod Taylor plays, it is a Rex Ryan team. Yeah, and Rex Ryan's on the record for saying Tyrod is progressing, but he's not comfortable saying if, the star, if he's the starter just yet. Right. My gut tells me it's going to be EJ Manuel. And moving on to Baltimore, uh, Justin Forsett, he didn't practice today. He has a tweaked ankle. Luckily, it's not a high ankle sprain. Buck up! So I'm not too concerned that he won't play, but this is something that we want to monitor because if for whatever reason Forsett doesn't play, then your boy Buck Allen. Yeah, but Buck Allen is a must-own player, especially if you're a Justin Forsett owner. If you're looking for him and you can't find him, that's because his first name is Javorius. And if, he, if Javorius Buck Allen is not owned in your league, pick him up. 
he could be a really, really sneaky play. Especially, let's say Forsett doesn't go. Yeah, exactly. I'm in six leagues, and I picked him up in four of them. That tells you how high I am on this guy. This is kind of like picking up the Chiefs backup running back West. It's a guy that you just want to keep on your bench because in the event that Forsett, who's very old and injury-prone, does get injured, well, all of a sudden... You just you just struck a gold mine with Buck Allen. Yeah, I picked him up in three of three of three of my five leagues, and you're in two of my leagues. So you do the math. Exactly. So uh, Steve Smith actually returned to practice today, and um, you know I'm not so sure he's going to start. But Steve Smith did return to practice, monitor that situation for Steve Smith owners. This would obviously be a major upgrade to the depleted Baltimore. Um, Ravens offense. So, and, and this says a lot too about Kamar Aiken because Aiken is a guy that may be worth playing if Steve Smith doesn't go against the 49ers defense. But if Steve Smith does go, he's really droppable. And moving back to Atlanta, which we kind of already touched on, uh, head coach Dan Quinn told Tracy Wolfson of CBS Sports that Jones won't be held to a pitch count in Thursday night's game. It was actually uh, previously reported that he will be on a pitch count. I wouldn't be shocked if he's a slight decoy out there. Uh, Kind of what I'm expecting out of Julio Jones tonight is probably six catches for like 75 yards, and we'd be lucky to add a touchdown on. Yeah, I, I agree, but then again, he does have a favorable matchup. So Julio Jones has been known to impress before. Uh, the guy's great. If you have him on your team, you got to play him, and you got to do it confidently. Yeah, and it's a primetime game. He's a primetime guy. Speaking of primetime, let's move on to the New York Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. He didn't practice today. Uh, he's still dealing with a hamstring injury. What's your speculation on this, Seth? Is he going to play this Sunday? Well, the, the hamstring has been a concern of Odell Beckham's ever since he's been in the league. Um, and, you know, he celebrated uh, on that last touchdown when he scored in, uh, in the Giants game. And he looked really, really good last week. And I think he does end up playing, but he, he hasn't practiced today. Um, I know he wants to play. Um, if he doesn't play, Ruben Randall, who's also dealing with an injury, if he if, if he does play and Odell doesn't play, you got to play Ruben Randall. If they both don't play, what do you do? Wow, if they both don't play, whew, that's a that's a good question because we know Victor Cruz is not going to play. Little Dwayne Harris? Are going to roll out some Dwayne Harris? I mean, I could do Harris. Uh, Larry Donnell actually is kind of a sneaky play, but he's got stone-cold hands. So Yeah, Larry Donnell has everything it takes to be a tight end, but he doesn't have hands. So the guy I'm going to lean towards is Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen. Interesting, yeah. interesting uh, move there. Yeah, so in DFS leagues in particular, if Odell Beckham Jr. is ruled out, we're going to see a lot more screen passes to Shane Vereen. I wouldn't be surprised to see him line up as a slot receiver. Uh, it's very possible. So keep an eye on the Giants wide receiver situation. Also, Ruben Randall, if Odell Beckham does not go, but Ruben Randall does, he's really slow. I mean, he'll catch what's thrown to him, but he's a slow guy. They, yeah. they won't have a guy to stretch the field. And it, is, it is a Monday night game. There is a chance that they all play. So. And, and that is what makes it really risky for DFS. I mean, you probably won't know until early morning Monday or Monday afternoon whether or not Odell is going to play. It's a stanky game. And, you know, if you roll the dice in DFS, well, be prepared for some really bad news. So uh, potentially fade Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Moving on to Washington, Deshaun Deshaun Jackson did practice today and he is expected to play. Now, it's a really tough matchup against the Jets. So I can't say start him this week. No, he's not startable this week. He has upside moving forward. The Jets are a bad matchup. The Jets have a really good defense. And remember, it's Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball. Kirk Cousins kind of likes a guy like Pierre Garçon and the types of routes that he runs. Deshaun Jackson is kind of boomer bust. 
and Kirk Cousins isn't necessarily the uh, Hail Mary guy. Yeah, and uh, Jordan Reed still did not practice. He's still undergoing concussion protocol. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's sidelined for a few more weeks. If you're looking for a tight end and looking to go really deep, a name that a lot of people have not heard of is Derek Carrier. That is the starting tight end, and he's the tight end to own in Washington for right now. Yeah, for the time being, he's not a bad play, especially if you're a Jordan Reed owner. And in Denver, Demarius Thomas, he could end up being listed as questionable for Denver. This is really bad news for Demarius Thomas owners. Great news if you're an Emmanuel Sanders owner. But uh, I need you to monitor this Sunday morning and see if DT is going to take the field. Because if for whatever reason he does not, you're going to find your lineups in a lot of trouble. So start preparing for a backup plan now. Absolutely. And if you do have Emmanuel Sanders, same thing. Look out for this because, I mean, you could expect huge numbers out of Emmanuel without Demarius Thomas there. Yeah, and off to Indy, Andrew Luck. He, uh, he participated in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, and I fully expect him to start. What do you think? I think he starts. I think they've done the right thing with him. They got a couple wins for Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck is really, he shows you what a, what a backup quarterback should be. He comes in the game. He gets wins. He did exactly what he needed to do, unlike Brandon Whedon. <laughs> and then we have some really, really exciting news out of Miami Dolphins camp, and that's that Lamar Miller should be getting more carriers this week with the Dolphins looking to go run heavy. Yeah, um, I really want to believe this, and I think that there's a good possibility that it's true, but I'll believe it when I see it. So far, it hasn't been pretty out of Lamar Miller. In a league where I'm really, really, really shallow at the running back position, I'm starting Lamar Miller with Doug Martin on the bye week. I'm not excited about it, but... I just I've got to roll the dice. Well, here's the other thing: Tennessee's uh, defense looked really good against the run against Buffalo last week, and I, I know Buffalo didn't have their starting running backs. You know, it was Booby Dixon that they were going against for a large portion of the game. But it's one of those things. You know, roll out Lamar Miller. This this could be the breakout week for him. Yeah, you never know. And for DFS, it's a really sneaky play. I mean, I, I have to imagine he's really low owned. And moving on to Jacksonville, T.J. Yeldon. He didn't practice today. Yeah, that's scary for T.J. Yeldon owners. Anytime a player doesn't practice on Thursday and they don't have a Monday night game, I mean, that's a pretty scary thing. If what, what do you think the likelihood on him playing is? I think he'll more than likely play, but if I'm a T.J. Yeldon owner, which I'm not, uh, it's something that I would absolutely monitor tomorrow and all the way through Sunday. Uh, in the event that he doesn't uh, start, Denard Robinson gets the gets a load. And I know your boy uh, Toby Gerhardt might be mixed in there as well. He's actually listed as a fullback now. Yeah, Toby Gerhardt's put on uh, about 20 pounds, and he is a fullback now. But uh, if T.J. Yeldon doesn't play, I really like Denard Robinson in DFS. Yeah, Denard Robinson could do everything that T.J. Yeldon can do, and they're going to need to lean on someone. He's very athletic, and he actually looked good in those games he played last year, a couple of them. Vernon Davis, uh, limited in practice. He could be a deep sleeper if he plays this week. They do have a very favorable matchup against the Baltimore Ravens defense, who just gives up a lot of points to receivers and tight ends. Yeah, and here's a, a crazy stat line for you. So when Vernon Davis was healthy and when they were throwing the ball to him, he actually received one-third of all targets from Colin Kaepernick. So if he's receiving one-third of the targets against this Baltimore defense, He's more than just a sleeper. He's almost a must-play, in my opinion, especially at his price point. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And this is one of those weeks where you could say that, but you may not be able to say it in any other weeks. 
Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, and Carlos Hyde, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, didn't catch the reports today as they're on the West Coast. But he was on an exercise bike. Uh, so he was getting some workouts in. I expect him to play. But, again, something to monitor. Yep, something to monitor. Good matchup against Baltimore. So when you looked at the waiver wire this week, who were some must-pickups for you? Uh, some must-pickups for me. How about Devontae Parker? On the Dolphins. I mean, he's just a guy. Obviously, he's a rookie. Um, but I think this is going to be the start of the drop-off for Rashard Matthews. I think that this is going to be uh, when Devontae Parker starts to step up. And I think that he will be one of Tannehill's favorite guys right behind Jarvis Landry moving forward. Yeah, I could actually see him becoming the number one receiver, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy, it but sounds he's crazy. that talented. And, and going into next season even, he could be the number one receiver on the depth chart going into next year. Yeah, and we, we mentioned Buck Allen, and then obviously uh, West out in Kansas City, who is virtually owned by every team now. Yeah, and, and there, people went very West-heavy. A lot of the fab dollars have been spent on him and, and across leagues all across the country. Um, people want this guy, especially if you were a Jamal Charles owner. Um, do you think Niall Davis has any role in this offense right now? Do you think it's going to be a split? Uh, yeah, I think he does have a small role. So I think that West could count on 15 carries a game and Niall Davis, five carries a game. Uh, do you think that there's any chance that Alex Smith passes the ball more? Um, no, I think I think West, has, you know, he has a very similar skill set to Jamal Charles. So we should see him in there as frequently as we did Jamal Charles. I would say 80 to 90 percent of the plays, as crazy as that might sound today. You're going to see it this week. I think the Chiefs, while we're on the subject, are kind of a frustrating team because they have a lot of talent. Travis Kelsey, when he gets the ball, he's great. He's leading all tight ends and yards after catch. Why? What is wrong with the system? What is wrong with the Chiefs? I, I thought that last week against Chicago, they just played conservative. I mean, they got the 14-point lead, and then they, like, they really just stopped throwing the ball. Andy and, Reid needs to allow his teams to just open it up a little bit. I mean, you have guys like Jeremy Macklin and Zeus with Travis Kelsey. I mean, these guys are great players, but they're really being limited, I think. I agree with you. And uh, do you want to switch segments a little bit and talk about some upgrades and downgrades and who you're upgrading this week? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about upgrades and downgrades for this week by position. Um, And this is, you know, guys that maybe haven't looked so good past couple weeks or so. And and this is a week where you could really feel confident about playing them. Well, let me throw you uh, a curveball here. Why don't we start with quarterbacks? And why don't you tell me who your upgrades at quarterback is this week? My upgrade this week at quarterback is Peyton Manning. Um... And, and, and here's the reason. They're playing against the Browns. Everybody's down on Peyton Manning right now. Everybody's saying that he's just atrocious and it looks awful and he looked horrible against the Raiders. You know what? All that's true. He has looked atrocious. He did look awful against the Raiders. But they're playing the Cleveland Browns defense. All right? It's horrible. They, there's a 10-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio that the defense allows. 10-to-1? 10-to-1. Wow, that's pretty... Uh, Omaha! Pretty bad. Get ready for some Omaha this weekend. Peyton Manning breakout party. Four touchdowns. You heard it first. My prediction. A four-touchdown vintage Peyton Manning game. The comeback player of the week. Wow, I'm starting him against you. Anyone else on your list? Well, I do have Emmanuel Sanders, and he will be throwing three of those to him. <laughs> you, you better hope uh, Demarius Thomas doesn't play, sir. Oh, you know I'm rooting for that, but I, I don't root for injuries unless, it's, unless I'm playing you. <laughs> Tell me more, though. I want you to dig deeper. Someone who's desperate and needs, needs an upgrade this week. You want, you, want to, you want me to go a little stanky here? How about some Colin Kaepernick? How about Kaepernick playing against Baltimore? All right. The Ravens' defense is just atrocious. Uh, Colin Kaepernick plays great against bad defenses. 
and he plays like crap against good ones. The 49ers aren't good enough to stay in games against good teams, and Kaepernick is just forced to throw interceptions, and it's, it's bad. This week is a week where you play him. Every week, he's a boomer or bust type of player. This is going to be a big boom for him, a big upgrade this week. Colin Kaepernick, start him, play him, be confident about it. Yeah, Baltimore's allowed just under 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns in the last three games alone. So that bodes really well for, for Colin Kaepernick. If you were in DFS, who do you pair him with? Uh, this week for Colin Kaepernick, um, the Vernon Davis pair is not a bad option. And you, and you spoke on that, but, but Vernon Davis has to play. You have to make sure he's playing. Of course. Um, and that otherwise, I, I do like Anquan Bolden this week. You take Bolden over Torrey Smith? I take Bolden over Torrey Smith. I think Bolden's just a better player. Yeah, especially in DraftKings where you're getting that full point PPR. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bolden go, gets like eight catches for 100 yards and even two touchdowns. That's yeah, he's right, more, too. He's more, he's more of a volume guy, which makes him better for PPR. Another guy you could really look forward to this week uh, is Jay Cutler, who has led a couple wins uh, the past couple weeks. The Bears, the Bears are back, and... Uh, they're playing against Detroit, the Detroit Lions, the only winless team in the NFL, and they allow the most yards per pass at 9.2 yards each time a quarterback throws against them. Um, so Jay Cutler this week, I really, really like it. Yeah, he seems like a really steady play. It's not like he's going to get you Josh McCown-type numbers from last week, but if he throws for over 250 to 300 yards and two touchdowns and you're in business what's your thought on Alshon Jeffrey does he play this week or does he wait and, and go through the bye I don't know I'm concerned that it's more than just an injury at this point I think it could be some kind of a contract dispute as well and he's just kind of protecting himself so if I had to take a, a guess and it truly is a guess uh, based on the reports I read I, I guess it would be a no I don't think he starts this week yeah I'm, I'm kind of right there with you um, downgrades for me this week at quarterback I'm gonna say Josh McCown He's coming off of three 300-plus yards game. He's coming off of a career best. He's coming off of a Cleveland Browns record. This guy has just looked incredible. But tomorrow, but on this weekend, you're going to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Josh McCown, against the Denver defense, which in my opinion is the best defense in the league right now. It's a it's an absolutely nasty defense. Nothing I'd want to go against if I were in offense. So you're saying you're not taking Josh McCown in D- any DFS league. You're just completely Do not buy the into the Josh McCown hype this week. Yeah, I think he's going to be somewhere between 10 and 12% owned, and, and those owners, can they're just basically handing money away. They're handing money away. He has not seen a defense like Denver this year. It's not going to be a pretty game for him. I actually expect the Browns to, to suffer miserably in this game, and I think that anybody on the Browns team for uh, fantasy sports in general, you know, you really have to question playing them this week. Give our listeners a little bit more juice. Tell me one more guy you want to downgrade this week. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go against your boy, the Cards and Charger, the uh, Phillip Rivers. I just, don't, I just don't like him against the Packers. And the Packers' defense has actually looked really, really good this year. I think they've looked the best that they, ha- they have in years. Um, and I, I, I don't like Phillip Rivers. I, don't like, I think the Packers' pass defense is too good. Yeah, actually the Packers' uh, QB rating that they've allowed is 62.8, which is the second lowest in the NFL. They also rank second in sacks with 20, mm-hmm. and the Chargers beat up offensive line. I mean, that, that's a big deal. I mean, they have many injuries at the offensive line, and Packers actually have eight interceptions on the year as well, which is pretty high. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Rivers. I'm not a big fan of Keenan Allen this week. And I, I don't think Melvin Gordon does good against the uh, Packers either this week. What about Gates? You, you take take Gates at all? I think Gates gets his volume. I think he, he he's, he's fine to plug into a PPR format at tight end. You're going to get your catches out of him. And, you know, 
in my personal opinion, I don't think that the Chargers really are going to compete for a full four quarters in this game. Yeah, I agree with you on this downgrade. I'm definitely downgrading Phillip Rivers. The only reason he might have an okay game is if and only if he just gets the volume. If he has to throw 50 passes because they're down two touchdowns, then maybe he... Yeah, he could get garbage time points this week. The Packers are capable of blowing teams out, so it could happen, especially at home. Green Bay has looked great at home. Yeah, absolutely. So you mind if I switch gears here? And why don't, you, why don't you give us some running backs? You want to go running backs? I can do that. Go with some running backs. All right, so here's who I'm upgrading this week. Ed Lacey, it's time. The time has come. It's now or never. Ed Lacey notoriously gets out to an, a very, very slow start. This is his breakout game against the San Diego Chargers, who have allowed, on average, 139 rush yards per game. He's going to absolutely light it up, a must-own in every DFS. Obviously, you're starting him in your regular lineups. Another guy that I like, and this is a little sneaky play that we forgot to stanky, mention earlier today. Stanky. Thank you. I know I'm stanky. Uh, C.J. Spiller. All right. C.J. Spiller. That's right. You're uh, playing C.J. Spiller tonight. I'm, I'm upgrading C.J. Okay. Spiller this week in DFS lineups. If you're looking for a stanky play, look no further. C.J. Spiller. The Falcons actually allow the most receptions and receiving yards to running backs of any team in the entire league in PPR formats. Let's start Spiller this week. Spiller. Spiller all over your lineup. I will. So those are my two upgrades for this week. I like both of them. And I do have to downgrade a few guys. And the first guy on my list is Chris Johnson. So believe it or not, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not allowed a rushing touchdown to any running back this season. And Johnson just really hasn't been all that impressive anyway. He's actually only averaging 70 yards per game, which is pretty low. I think Chris Johnson has actually looked really good when he plays. David Johnson stole two touchdowns from him this past week. The thing to worry about that I, that I worry about with Chris Johnson is that if it is within 10 yards, I think they're, they're going to put David Johnson in the game, and David Johnson is the goal line back. However, Chris Johnson, on the carries that he has gotten, he has looked really, really good, and Justin Forsett did run for over 150 yards against the Steelers. So there is a possibility of him breaking one. Yeah, absolutely, he could. Um, but it's also a three-headed monster, so the, the volume just might not be there. Ellington is back. Ellington is playing. Two and a half. In, in, a, limit, in a limited <laughs> role. Yeah. yeah, we'll call it two and a half. I think he's still <laughs> nursing an injury. Uh, downgrading Matt Jones and Alfred Morris. Jets run defense, just one of the best in the game. They're only allowing 90 yards is, is per it, game. Is it Chris Thompson, the other guy, too? Is that his name? Thompson, yeah. I, I, yeah. I downgrade all of them. Don't play, don't play any of those guys against the Jets, D. Yeah, I mean, with 90 yards per game, what, like 45 each or maybe 30-30-30? Matt Jones, is, he's just really been the goal line back, and he hasn't even been that good of a goal line back with two fumbles on the goal line. Sure. And the, the, the more I think about this game, with the Jets being at home, I actually really think that the Jets could blow the Redskins out. And, and I'm not saying it because the Redskins have played bad. They've actually overachieved, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I could actually see that happening. They're, they are one of my survivor picks, which will our survivor picks, which we'll get into in just a little bit. And then we have uh, Frank Gore. Spoiler alert! On my downgrade li- list, and the only reason I'm downgrading Frank Gore, I mean he's a, he's a good back. He he's been doing it for us. But the Colts are going to get really behind in this game, and when they get behind in this game, uh, it's going to cause them to throw the ball more. If they're throwing the ball more, this obviously hurts Gore. He's not in there for a lot of the passing downs, surprisingly. Because he's actually not too bad of a uh, receiving back, but look for Gore not to have too impressive of a game against a pretty good New England uh, defense, and they're also coming off of a bye. 
Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things going on in that game too, especially with the whole deflate gate from last year. It's a rivalry game that's been carried on by Andrew Luck when it used to be Peyton Manning versus Brady. Um, I really like the Patriots in that in that game. I, I I agree with you on kind of fading Frank Gore this week. Yeah, um, and then if we switch gears to wide receiver, you have any upgrades at wide receiver this week? Yeah, I'm your catch at wide receiver this week. I really want to upgrade Mike Wallace. Uh, they're playing against the Chiefs. They're in Minnesota. I actually really like this game for Minnesota. Um, and I think that the Chiefs' uh, passing defense is just really, really bad. Um, Mike how, Wallace. How many touchdowns have the Chiefs allowed this season? I mean, the Chiefs have already allowed 11 touchdowns this season through wow. the air. So this is actually a game where I think Teddy Bridgewater could have his breakout debut performance, and he may throw one of those to AP. It's very possible, but I think he also throws one to Mike Wallace. I expect Mike Wallace to go in this game maybe between seven and nine catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Now in DFS, a guy that I'm targeting, and a guy that, you know who was pretty big for us last season and it's been completely off the radar, Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, he, he's an interesting DFS play because right when everybody's forgetting about him, this is the type of week where he comes in against a horrible chief secondary and tears it up. So I, I, although I'm upgrading Mike Wallace, I really like Chucky Johnson for DFS. Yeah, he's a really sneaky play. A guy in your in your flex spot that, you know, he's, he's cost just above the minimum price. It is a bold move. And speaking of bold, how about some Anquan Bolden this week on an upgrade? Uh, boom. And, you know, that Baltimore defense, it's really, you know, and we already kind of alluded to this a little bit with DFS. If you're going to play Kaepernick, maybe you do pair him with Anquan Bolden. Uh, Baltimore's defense has been really bad, and it's allowing the second most points to wide receivers in the whole league. Torrey Smith, definitely worth a look. Boom. But Anquan Bolden is the PPR guy. Um, Moving on to, you know, hey, Check your pecker. It's Eric Decker. <laughs> there he oh, is. Oh, double Decker. Let me let me give you a stat on Eric Decker. He's boom. played in three games. <laughs> you and your damn boom. <laughs> the boom kid. Boom. Boomer. All right, so Eric Decker, he's only played in, in three games this year. They, the, the, the Jets have played four. In those three games, he scored a touchdown in each game. That's, that's a little stat for you right there. Um, of the six touchdowns that the Redskins uh, defense has allowed, five of them have gone to the secondary receiver. Although Eric Decker, some people would be like, secondary receiver, they do have Brandon Marshall in town, and he is the secondary receiver. I love a little double, double Decker this week. So what's your official stat line on double Decker? What, what's it going to look like when we're looking at the box score? Eric Decker this week will go for six catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I actually have him up at eight catches, 110 yards, and one touchdown. So we're right on the same page. He, he hasn't had that many catches this year, but he has scored a touchdown in every game, and he does make the most of it when he does get the ball. He's a big, deep threat. Anyone you're downgrading? You know, if I'm going to have to downgrade anybody, I'm really going to have to do it to, to, to our guy, Antonio Brown. Oh, that breaks my heart. Boom. Yeah, it's a boomer. But uh, Antonio Brown, you know, just bad last week. And you know how these backups are. I mean, it looks like Michael Vick likes Darius Hayward Bay more than anybody else, which is absolutely ridiculous. And Vick didn't show up until the fourth quarter. Listen, they're playing the Cardinals this week. The Cardinals have a great defense. They are going to be ultra conservative. They are going to run the ball. Antonio Brown is as good as dead to me this week. 
Yeah, definitely for DFS. He's out of your lineup. For your regular lineups. You got to roll him out. I mean, I guess you got to start him because upside's still there. You got to. I mean, it's Antonio Brown, but then again, it's like if he has three catches and 32 yards, then it's not going to be a surprise either. And Arizona's just been blowing teams out. So if Steelers are down by 21 points, they, they've got to air it out. Mike Tomlin doesn't trust Mike Vick to Seth's point, um, but he's going to have to Mike. trust him a little bit more. I mean, this, this is a vet, and he, he can throw the ball. He's got to do it. Absolutely. Another guy I'm fading, and we already talked about this, so I won't go too deep into it. It's just Keenan Allen. Just I don't like the matchup against the Packers, and we also were fading Phillip Rivers, and that makes sense, as he is his number one hookup. Actually, number two hookup now that Gates is back. Yeah, so now that Gates is back, I mean, do you downgrade Keenan Allen for the rest of the season or just this week only? Slightly for the rest of the season, absolutely, but, but definitely for this week. Yeah, he did have one end zone target last game, but I think we're going to see his touchdown volume decrease significantly. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a major downgrade. Anyone else? It's kind. Of, I mean, Antonio Gates is playing that Kell role. You know, Keenan and Kell. Everybody remembers them, but everybody liked Kell a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, Keenan was funny. Don't get me wrong, but you know, who loves orange soda? Speaking of orange, how about some orange jerseys? How about a little Travi B, Travis Benjamin? Okay. He's a guy that we're fading this week. For all you guys out there that just think that, oh, Josh McCown and oh, the Cleveland Browns. And, no, they're playing against the Broncos this week. Aqib Tlaib, my old Tampa Bay Buccaneer, bald head, big ego. He will be guarding Travis Benjamin and every one of his braids, every one of his dreads. It's not happening. I like that fade, yeah. I, I'm just fading the Cleveland Browns altogether. I'm talking about dreads and you're talking about fades. But, uh, you know, I, I do some, I do uh, like uh, Barnage still in a PPR format. Yeah, like bondage. I do. and okay, right. But speaking of tight ends, I do want to talk about some upgrades at the tight end position. Yeah. And I only have one upgrade, and that's Jacob Tammy. Tammy Sosa. I've already talked about Tammy. So, um, you know, again, with all the team banged up in Atlanta, go ahead and start Tammy if you need a tight end. But my big downgrade this week, and maybe even for the rest of the season, is going to be Jimmy Graham. Have you given up on Jimmy Graham this year? Yes, I've given up on him. Um, you know, if I need to start him, I will. But he just hasn't been doing it. Uh, this week against Carolina, Luke Keekley is returning. And believe it or not, the Panthers have only allowed 86 yards and one touchdown to tight ends all season. Do not start Jimmy Graham. I'm not starting Jimmy Graham against the Panthers defense, not at all. Um, although I don't, I don't like the Panthers' uh, chances in the game, I do like the Panthers' defense, especially against Jimmy Graham. Yeah, so let's uh, let's break it out. Last week uh, we went three and one with our winners, mm-hmm. and this week I'm calling it. We're going four and zero. We're just absolutely going to destroy it. You know, if, if we made any other prediction, I'd be kind of uh, lame, wouldn't it? <laughs> we got to go with that four and zero. Four and zero, but three and one—that's winning. All right, you're up two units. Tell me, tell me about day. tell me about one of our winners that you like. Kansas City plus four. I know they've lost four games in a row, but mm-hmm. listen, they're on the road. They're angry. I'm not too concerned about Jamal Charles's injury. I think West picks up where Jamal Charles left off, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs actually win this game 24-23. It's going to be a grinder. And that's where you could gain some equity in Survivor. People are already talking about picking the Vikings this week. Absolutely. So, uh, so that's plus four Kansas City. Another one I like is Detroit minus three at home against Chicago. Again, uh, this is kind of a contrarian week, and I'm going to fade a team that's lost five in a row against some pretty tough teams, and uh, I think they're going to break that losing streak. They're going to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I I think the Lions win the game as well, and I think that they're a very, very sneaky pick. And I'm going to let you announce the last one here. How about a little Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, that is, (laughs) at minus three? Um, Actually, the line is three and a half now. It's three and a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you know what? I think Arizona can win this game by three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think this game is going to be close. Against the Steelers. Now, one thing I do want to mention is if Ben Roethlisberger plays all of a sudden, I'm not too confident about this. I'm going to call it right now. I don't think he's playing this week. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's very doubtful. He's not going to play this week. Don't get your hopes up. The Arizona Cardinals will win this game, and they will win it pretty big. And I want to give you a little tease with just a little portion of our teaser. I just want you to tease me in general. And we've got San Diego plus 20 and a half points. I don't think the Green Bay is going to win by three touchdowns. That's a little little part of our teaser. Again, if you want to see the full teaser, fantasyflock.com. Click on our winners also section and you'll see the rest of the teaser. And, and on Instagram now. It is on Instagram as well. The IG. So That's definitely check that out and... Uh, and we want to switch gears to week six survivor and the theme of the week this week is let's roll the dice let's be a contrarian you're gonna have to take some some risks this week uh and let's uh kick it off Seth who's who's the number one pick if you can only pick one team this week who's that team you're gonna go with if I have one pick this week I am taking the New York Jets and I'm taking the Jets at home uh against the Washington Redskins Listen, the Jets are coming off fresh off a of bye week. It's not the time to play Chris Ivory against the Redskins' uh, you know, running defense, but it is a time to play the Jets and pick the Jets. The Jets win this game at home. They're rested. The Redskins are beat up. Here we go. Yeah, and Vegas gives this uh, about a 73% chance that the Jets win this game. I'm going to bump it up to about 76% confidence level. Now, the Jets are fairly heavily used in Survivor. You will have 20% of picks on the Jets, but that's okay because 32% is going to be on the Packers. So you're not in the majority. Uh, you're kind of right in the middle. Love the New York Jets pick. Um, it doesn't break any rules either. And I got to do. I gotta tell you my second favorite pick is going to be the Detroit Lions. I know this sounds crazy. The winless Detroit Lions? They're not going to go defeated throughout the season. There's no cowardly lion here. They're, they're an okay team, and they're at home against a division rival, which is tough to take, but... Just take the Detroit Riot Lions. And you're gonna hear them we're, roar. We're, we're rolling the dice this week. And, oh, it, oh, and oh. We're, we're making a bold statement. And this is a very bold statement when you take the Detroit Lions. So go this, for it. This is how you win eight weeks from now. Go for it. Like I said, I think the Detroit Lions win by two touchdowns. Um, so let, let's watch them roll. And who do you like for another Number three, pick? I really like this pick because I don't, I don't know how many people are going to be on it, but... The Seattle Seahawks, okay? I think they're going to be between 7 and 8% used against the Carolina Panthers. Yes, the 2-3 and three Seahawks over the undefeated Panthers, okay? The Seahawks lost a heartbreaker last week to a great Cincinnati Bengals team in overtime. The Bengals came back. The Seahawks are going to be very, very upset. The Panthers are coming off of a bye. They're undefeated. They're very nonchalant right now. They've beaten a lot of bad teams. It's in Seattle. They have the 12th man. Seattle Seahawks will win this game. They will go 500 here. It may be a grinder. It may be a grinder, but this is where the Panthers get their loss. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then uh, with our fourth pick, Arizona Cardinals. So, again, you need to, mo- you need to monitor the Big Ben situation. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of you probably even used the Arizona Cardinals, which is why they're ranked a little bit lower. Also because they are on the road. Uh, but they're only going to be 2% used this week. Vegas gives them about a 60% chance to win this game. Uh, I support that. I, I bump it up just a little bit to about 65%. Uh, and we rank Seattle just a little bit lower for the same reason. I think they're pretty heavily used. 
Um, and to Seth's point, about 7.5% of, of people are going to be on that game. So it's a, it's a good pick. Um, but, yeah, our favorite's definitely the Jets this week. So you and I have two picks. Well, well, you and I share a pick, and then you have one solo pick. Mm-hmm. Tell me, where do you think you're going with your solo pick this week? With my solo pick this week, I'm, I'm looking at probably going Arizona Cardinals. And the reason why I say that is because I think that you and I are probably going to go the Jets. Yeah, I'm definitely going to push for the Jets. I mean, if I can convince you to take a, a gamble with me and roll those dice, let's go Detroit Lions. But I don't think I'm going to get you on board with that. Uh, teams I want you to fade this week, Green Bay Packers. Listen, 32% of people are going to be on the Packers. Don't go with the majority. You, I hope you learned your lesson last week when we watched the Kansas City Chiefs get rolled over by the Chicago Bears, which eliminated at least 30% of all pools. Listen, the Chargers can they match up really well against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers the Chargers have the number 1 pass defense and the Green Bay Packers have a really good pass offense. Um, I, I think this is a, a potential upset candidate. Uh, New England Patriots, um, if you want to take this game, you know what? We can't blame you. Take take the Patriots, but we're we're fading them because this is a it's a road game and it's a prime time game. It could game. be the Andrew Luck breakout party. It, it breaks two of the commandments, uh, and yeah, it, Andrew Luck's very angry after getting blown out in the playoffs last year. Deflate gate situation. I'm just avoiding this. Not game. to mention he's not the best looking guy. Is it the beard? You don't like the beard? Fear the beard, man. I got one. True, true. All right, so Denver Broncos, just don't do it. I mean. <laughs> don't do it, but there, there is a chance that they kill him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is, but I mean, their offense has just looked absolutely miserable. I just can't trust them Survivor this week. I'm going to take them at home on another day. Yeah, save them. And, you know, Cleveland's coming off of a, a pretty big win, so they're going to have some energy going into that game. Uh, notable mentions. Any notable mentions out there? Well, I'm going to do one a little bit conditionally. If EJ Manuel plays, the Bengals are a pretty good team to roll out, even though they're on the road. What if what if EJ Manuel plays and LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Williams are out? Then the Cincinnati Bengals are very appealing on the road. Yeah, you almost have to take them, even though they're on the road. This is a game you have to monitor uh, because of there's it's just a murky situation. We're not gonna recommend them at this point in time. However, if you want to take them, go for it. But the theme of the week is roll the, roll the dice. dice. And the team that I want you to roll the dice on, if you're fully going to embrace rolling them, is the Jacksonville Jags. Bat, 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 bat. The Jags? They're at home. They're playing the miserable Houston Texans. Miserable. I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it. The Jags will win 24-14. Roar. Let's do it. Let's roll. I, I agree with that. I think the Jags do win that game. And that's if you really want to get stanky. You could go to the Jags, the Lions this week. Go with some bad teams and boom, survive with that boom boy. And did you want to do a little grab bag action? I want to grab something, but let's grab let's grab this bag. How about a little Jim from Seattle? Jim says, or he asks, which of the following two running backs should I start this week? Between Le'Veon Bell, Giovanni Bernard, and Charizard West. Yeah, obviously Le'Veon Bell is in your lineup, so it comes down Ding. to do I want to start Geo against the Buffalo Bills stout defense or West? And for me, it's going to be West because West, I know I know what West's role is. He's going to get 15 to 20 carries where Geo, you know, he might only get 10 to 12. Yeah, he'll catch some balls out of the backfield, but I don't trust him against the Bills defense. I actually have, this is where we're going to disagree, and, and I'm, I'm open to a bet. But I think that Giovanni Bernard, I actually have him as my sixth overall running back this week. Wow. I'm completely fading Jeremy Hill. This is not the game where you want to play Jeremy Hill. However, 
Watch out for Giovanni Bernard to catch six to seven passes out of the backfield this week. Watch out for Giovanni Bernard to find the end zone twice. I actually go with Giovanni Bernard. We're not sure what the West and uh, and Niall Davis situation is going to be like. So I'm going to I'm going to say Giovanni Bernard could be wrong. It's a very close call. Either way, it's a close call. I'm going to say Gio and Bell. And if you want to do a bet between Gio and West, we can. You're not flocking around, and you know that I can't turn down a good bet. Yeah. So in a PPR format. Uh, what what are we what are the steaks? I mean, let's make the steaks steak. Let's do a steak dinner. All right. Are these both one o'clock games? I believe they are. All right. So by four o'clock, we'll know, and I know we'll be out at a, a bar, probably uh, catching the games together. So do you, do you want that bar steak, or do you want to go to a steakhouse afterwards? So uh, loser will buy an appetizer. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do an appetizer. You know, we'll, we'll do a little cool tizer. You want a tizer? The food's so nice, I named it twice. But but poor Justin's just waiting for us <laughs> to answer his question. So Justin from Chicago. Wants and sorry, to know. Jim, because we didn't help you at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's a coin flip between between Geo and West. If you want to go for the upside, you go for Geo. Do you think Jim from Seattle is Jimmy Graham? Could be. Do you think he? Do you think he plays fantasy? I do. If, if he's playing fantasy, hopefully he's not playing himself. <laughs> uh, but again, it's a it's a coin flip. If you want someone who's going to be consistent, someone who's going to get you ten to twelve points, that's West. If you want some of the upside, Geo has the upside. And but, Justin, we're coming just in time. And uh, yeah, Justin from Chicago, he wants to know: Would you trade Demarius Thomas for Allen Robinson? <laughs> if it's a one week deal, maybe. <laughs> But, but 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 here's the thing. Um, I love Allen Robinson's upside, but no, you just don't trade Demarius Thomas. Yeah, for me with the uh, injury question, and again, we're not going to be too much help here, Justin. I actually do the deal. I know so, it sounds crazy. I have Allen Robinson on, on a lot of my teams, so I'd love to hear you say that, Steve, because you know you are right some of the time. And and, uh, and, I like and, and here's the reason why Demarius Thomas. Basically, what you're selling here is the brand name. I mean, he's underperformed. He's had one touchdown on this season. I agree. He's kind of Calvin Johnson a little bit. He hasn't lived up to his brand. I actually think Emmanuel Sanders is is the guy to have in Denver right now. If you wanted to trade me Emmanuel Sanders for Demarius Thomas, I'd I'd do it all day long. Okay, but we're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but how about Ryan from Orlando? Ryan, man, you were like our, uh, our main guy. Ryan from Orlando asks, which tight end would you rather start this week, Antonio Gates or Tyler Eifert? Wow, that's I mean that's that's really close. Uh, I mean, who cares? Either way, you just just roll them out and, be, and whoever you feel better about. Yeah, I mean it's a coin flip here for me. I'm probably gonna take Tyler Eifert. He seems to be matchup proof. He scored against Cam Chancellor in the Seattle Seahawks last week, so I think he could do it against the Buffalo Jills. So. For me, I guess I lean a little bit towards Eifert because of Gates' matchup. But if you want to go the other way, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, to me, it's a 50-50 split. So, so I'll lean Eifert to make your decision easier, Ryan. Boom. There he is. And there they are. <laughs>